Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communication Director here at Real Life, and today we've got a special treat. We have uh, Patrick Anati, who is our online pastor at Real Life Ministries, and, and uh, coincidentally enough, we are going to be talking about uh, discipleship, mm-hmm. online, electronics, digital, however you want to describe it, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the potential pitfalls, and uh, essentially it's a bigger topic. It's talking about discipleship in 2019, because mm-hmm. that is a form of communication. So, uh, Patrick, welcome, and um, the first question out of the shoot would be, tell us a little bit about what our online campus is moving to and why. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, when we think about online campus, it's kind of a, uh, well, I'll say it this way, when I first heard the term, um, the words online and campus didn't jive in my mind because campuses, uh, church plants, churches mm-hmm. in general, my mind immediately goes to the physical, the location where stuff physically happens. And so um, it's been fun to kind of re- rethink and shift in my thinking, my uh, my focus on uh, what a campus can actually be. So what we're essentially doing is creating a place where people who either can't or won't come to a church service can connect. It's it's really that simple. So when you think about the the cants, the people who, you know, in North Idaho, we get a lot of snow in the winter. And mm-hmm. uh, there are places in our community where people are physically snowed in at times and they can't get to they can't get to church. They can't have community. Um, had a conversation with a gal the other day who, uh, whose father was um, in hospice, and uh, she wanted to be with him. And so they, they were able to engage in a church service online, and, and, and you know, she, she couldn't physically be here, but she still, her and her dad were able to have that community here at Real Life. Um, the won'ts are the, you know, a lot of times the people who, uh, because of fear, anxiety, past hurts, um, relationships, uh, broken perspectives, the list goes on and on. They won't come to church, but they will engage digitally. Mm-hmm. And so what we've done is, um, essentially, if you can picture this, we've tried to take as many of the physical components of a campus, mm-hmm. um, think through things like the lobby, for example. Is there a way to create a digital space that would that would be a digital lobby where people can connect, shake hands, high five, check in, ask for prayer, things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, Just like I would do in a virtual campus. That's exactly right. Yep, yep. And so uh, digitally trying to to mirror as much of a physical location as as we can. And then the obvious things are, um, you know, we want people to be able to experience the worship service. We want people to be able to experience the message uh, to the best of our abilities. And so... Yep. Well, so I hear right off the bat one of the advantages of the online campus uh, would be that there are reasons there, you know, life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I would think that's a potential for people, uh, this is a very churchy term, but uh, less of a chance that they would potentially backslide Mm -hmm. because they stay in the habit of going to church. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk a lot about as we're developing this is how can we remove any excuse for people to not be a part of something? Mm -hmm. Just really simply, if, you know, if it's, well, I couldn't get there because I was sick. Well, you know, hey, we've got this online campus. We understand that, uh, you know, that people get sick, you get the flu, you get a cold or your kids are sick or whatever your thing is that would seem like an easy out. Uh, We want to remove that to the best of our ability so that 
we're providing a place, you know, if my wife is stuck at home with a couple of sick kids, I still want her to have a place where she can engage in relationship. Mm-hmm. And so our hope is to cut out a lot of those excuses that, that people might use or even justifications for why, you know, why I can't be in church this weekend. Do you think that uh, church leaders, because I've heard this conversation a lot mm-hmm. about uh, the pluses and minuses of doing an online campus, uh, do you think that church leadership uh, maybe is stuck uh, maybe a generation hmm. later when it comes to thinking about the potential of online campus? Yeah, I do. Um, and I, I think that's a great question. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of fear involved with this conversation. You know, there's a lot of what ifs. And I've even had some of those in, in, in that I've experienced myself. Like, man, what if people stop physically coming and everybody just starts showing up to this online campus. Because it's easier. Because it's easier. I mean, I can wake up, I can go downstairs, make a cup of coffee, I can go get back in bed, and you're telling me that I can get all of the things that I could get at a physical location? Well, yeah, I'll, I'm going to buy into that. I don't have to leave my house. And, and, and I would say there is some truth to that that could potentially be there if we're not doing a good job of continually reminding people that they're supposed to be in face-to-face relationship where you can actually, you can reach out and wrap your arms around somebody who is struggling. That, that's ideal, where you can shake somebody's hand, where you can have a face-to-face conversation over coffee. We're always going to push people towards that kind of relationship. But then there are realities that are just realities uh, where people can't do that or mm-hmm. people don't want to do that, or they're not ready for that yet. And so how do we target them? But at the same time, in whatever the message that we're communicating through online campus is, we want that to be, you need to be in a relationship. And if it's possible to do that in proximity with one another, do that. Join mm-hmm. a life group. Um, check out our recovery group. Uh, get your kids involved in children's ministry, whatever that might look like. So it is a, uh, a platform that is not a <clears throat> necessarily the uh, end destination. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of uh, life or whatever, it, or sometimes you were talking about a new person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I see in other environments like retail and things like that, people are yep. uh, people who are more likely to check out the store where they're going to go before they go to the store. Mm. So this is a, this is a whole nother avenue of people that are, I don't want to say shy, but are, you mm. know, uh, uh, or maybe fearful of coming to the church for the first time. They can literally experience a very similar mm-hmm. uh, scenario online. So yeah. that would be a, an, another group that would be, it'd be positive for. Yeah, it's like 90%, I think, 90% of people will check out a restaurant on a, on something like Yelp before mm-hmm. they'll physically show up. So I want to know, do they have a kid's menu? I have two kids. Do they have a kid's menu? Tell me about the cost. What's the environment? Is it casual? Do I need to wear a suit? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just a, that is a reality that is in our culture today is that people want to experience something as close to the real thing as they can without actually having to show up. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. And and I would say there are dangers in that, but that's not an inherently bad thing. So for us as the church, why not meet people there? If that's where they're at, why not meet them there? Absolutely. So we're talking about church, and of course this is uh, the Discipleship Podcast. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, moving to the topic of discipleship, uh, I've heard it said that if... If the internet or electronics, online, however you want to describe it, 
was the best way to disciple people, then Jesus would have shown up in 2010, not when he did. What would your response be to that statement? It's an interesting statement. <clears throat> you know, I, I think that at the core, we've talked a little bit about this, at the core of discipleship, uh, here at Real Life, we would say is this thing called relationship. Mm -hmm. if, if you spend more than 10 minutes at Real Life Ministries, you're going to hear somebody talk about relationship. And we talk a lot about how real relationship is is central to everything that we do. It's central to the Great Commission. It's, it is the great commandment that Jesus, you know, he... he he tells us that relationship is key with God and with others. And so um, I, I think where the breakdown can start to happen or where things get confusing is how does relationship take place? Uh, a good example is I have, I have some of my strongest relationships with some people who don't live in the same city that I do, but through technology, we're mm -hmm. able to know each other. I'm able to know them and be known by them. And I would say that's a really strong relationship. And so uh, why email wasn't around when Jesus was making disciples, why Facebook wasn't around, um, I have some opinions on that. I don't know that anybody can really answer that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but I would say, you know, we, we were talking a few minutes ago uh, about this. If Paul would have had the opportunity to send an email, I think he would have. Mm -hmm. If he's sitting in prison and he would have had internet access and he could have FaceTimed, you know, with, um, with, with Titus, I think he absolutely would have. Mm -hmm. So for, for us to say just because this wasn't available at that time means that we shouldn't take advantage of it, I think is, is a dangerous mindset to have. What about, uh, what about human connection? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to move as a person towards uh, closer to Christ or, or becoming more like Christ uh, without a human connection where people are saying, uh, you, might, you might be thinking you're doing something, but you're really not doing that. You know, accountability mm -hmm. uh, would be obviously a better way to say that. Uh, how, how, does that how could that even happen electronically, the human connection? The human connection. Do you mean um, in terms of like accountability, like like something like accountability? That? <clears throat> just the mm -hmm. uh, just the fact that I know that I've been known, mm -hmm. and I also know who you are. And me, I mean that's that's a unique. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't happen all the time mm -hmm. uh, when I'm around people, but uh, when it does, uh, when humans connect with each other, mm -hmm. I, I I think that's where growth can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's a great you know. Uh, when I think about online campus, one of the things that we, a constant red thread um, drumbeat that you'll hear through online campuses, if you have the opportunity to physically connect to a local church, whether you're here in Post Falls, Idaho, or you're in Atlanta, Georgia, wherever you are, um, we want you to physically connect. If, if you're able to do that, if you're willing to do that, that is, that's ideal. Mm -hmm. And so that'll be a regular drumbeat. Something that I think is really important is is this. Uh, I get this picture in my mind of the the grandparents who um, who have a a new grandbaby that doesn't live in the same city that they do, but they're able to regularly connect with. Uh, uh, son or daughter and their new baby via um, Skype, FaceTime, right. Zoom. I would say that there is a real relational connection that takes place there. And if it can take place in that environment, I think that it can take place in other environments. So I, I believe with intentionality, 
we can still experience some of that face-to-face as close to that physical, I can reach out and touch this person as, as possible, even though they might be thousands of miles away, mm-hmm. if well, that makes sense. Well, I'm excited to see what the uh, online campus, uh, when the when the launch happens, mm-hmm. what it actually looks like. And, and since uh, the people listening uh, aren't necessarily here in the uh, Kootenai mm-hmm. County area of North Idaho, which lucky for them because the weather is not great. Right. Uh, but they can tune in mm-hmm. uh, uh, when, Patrick? So April 14th, we'll be officially launching the online campus platform. That's when the, the live chat will take place, live services. People will be able to actually uh, actually ask for live prayer, um, take next steps, uh, get connected to a local church, things like that. That'll be April 14th. That'll be up and running, reallifeministries.com. And then there'll be a, a, a very clear and obvious link to the online campus from there. Okay, looking forward to it. And thanks for your time today. Yep. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple, it's just not easy.